So we want to go into the subject of hope. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So everybody say that big word, hope. Hope is the anchor for our souls, it says in Hebrews 6. And hope is commonly used to mean a desire or a wish. A lot of people have that wishful uh, desire in life. But that hope is fragile and in some ways doesn't have a basis except in the strength of the person's desire. So if a pessimistic person comes along and it's just a melancholy situation and it, it runs out of gas. But the Bible, in the Bible, hope is an entirely different and more substantial thing. Bible hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. It's the confident expectation. Everybody say confident expectation. I want you to just uh, center in on both of those words. Confidence. Everybody say confidence. And then expectation. Say expectation. I, uh, I appreciate these baby bumps because it's an indication we're going to have a new St. Louis Family Church member, and that's a big deal. So thanks for the church growth surge. <laughs> and um, I just feel like, uh, you know, we just all kind of smile. We all got kind of giddy because it's, it's a wonderful thing. A, a new person, a new little human being come in in the world. That's, you got to get jazzed about that. That's pretty cool. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when a soul is saved because it's a new birth. So heaven has the attitude of the, uh, the OBGYN wing of a hospital. You know, I, I just think there's something so amazing. All the hospital visits I've had over the years to walk past the big plate glass windows and see all the little rows of kids with their little stocking caps and all, you know, swaddling all swaddled up and little footprints on their little index cards and stuff. It just does something for you. And I've even seen people that are convalescing in the hospital go over there and just look in there to see just the future and the hope. So I hope tonight you've come in and you're rolling in to just peer into the window of God's word and see the Jeremiah 29, 11 dynamic we're in right now. In fact, let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11 because they were called, the people of, of uh, the ancient Israel were called to have confident expectation in the midst of a bunch of challenge. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. People need hope. People need hope. And we need hope. And I want to zero in on this because 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 13, verse 13, is, is really where I want to land And I've got an interesting analogy or parallel with this. It says, now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Now, I want to just not rush through this verse. I want to give you a context. We who are spirit-filled and we who uh, endeavor to flow with God and want the fullness of what he has for us, see the usefulness of the gifts uh, how that God has given and distributed varieties of, of expression and gifts and varieties of ministries, varieties of gifts, but the same spirit for the common good. It says in chapter 12, verse 7, and uh, wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, gift of faith, working of miracles, give, gifts of healing and so forth. Uh, all these things are so powerful and profound. Tongues and interpretation, prophecy. 
And uh, we're all in the body, we all have a part, and we're to function in that awareness. And then in chapter 14, it goes into itemizing the same kinds of things about seeking to edify the church and hungering earnestly, desiring the, the spiritual gifts for edification and so forth. Uh, but verse 13, it's like 14 and 12 are like the outside of the liberty bell. And 13 is the ringer. And the bell, we think, you know, we, the bell is interesting. And, you know, you don't often really see the ringer of the liberty bell. It's, I think it's in Philadelphia, you know, with a crack in it. That was a very important item to, the, to our country. Because they, they, they rang that bell, and we love the reverberation of the sound of the bell. But the ringer is what I want to talk about a little bit. And I think the three things of faith, hope, and love, I could spend a lot of time on faith, I could spend a lot of time on hope, I could spend a lot of time on love. But I actually want to just bring this to you just to get you in a focus, get you into a breaking down this verse so you could kind of get, get a little teaching out of this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 13. Let's look at it in the King James Bible. It says, but now abideth these three. Now abideth. The word abide is a really powerful and profound verse. It, this word means to stay in a given place, a state or a relation. It's a continuance, it's durability, it's to remain. These three abide, faith, hope, and love. Now think about the concreteness of this. And in fact, let's think about concrete. Concrete is a strong, hard building material composed of three things, rock, cement, and water. This is interesting because the Romans developed, and I can't say this in Latin, opus, something or other, which is what they called Greek concrete, Roman concrete, rather. They, they developed this in the late third century. They actually invented this where the builders added a volcanic dust called pozzolana to mortar, and made it, which was a, a mixture of lime or gypsum, brick or rock pieces, and water. So it's a very simple three-part uh, combination that was used from the late Roman Republic all the way to the end of the Roman Empire. And um, this is actually pretty interesting because when Patsy and I went to Kosovo a while back, on our way home, our flight landed us in Rome and we were able to spend the night there. So we went out in one of those buses and we rode around and we saw statues and we saw the architecture. We got out and we went to the Vatican and we walked through St. Peter's and we went up and saw the Sistine Chapel and had some tours of all the beauty of those, that architecture and this, the durability of all those structures. So then uh, Pastor Patsy and I went for a walk and we walked for, I think, 12 miles. And uh, she was both happy and angry with me that same day at the same time. Husbands understand that? And uh, we, we walked and walked and walked and walked and we had a great time, and we, we felt comfortable to walk through the, the windy, narrow hall, uh, alleys and streets and up and down the, the beautiful steps and things. It's just a, an amazing place of history, you know. And uh, we walked down a staircase into an open plaza area. And Patsy said, what's that building over there? And I said, I don't know, but it's awesome. So we walked over to it. It had these beautiful granite Corinthian pillars in the front. 
But on the back, it had an amazing dome. It was a huge building. I later found out that it's the Pantheon, that a guy commissioned it to be built starting in 27 BC. And it didn't get finished till like, like 100 and something years later. And as I said, the front of it has these amazing granite pillars that are just, you get up close to them and they're just beautiful. They've been maintained. They're really amazing. But what really blew my mind, you guys, was the dome that was built in the back that's still standing, made out of concrete. That the technology that these guys started to develop, these uh, buildings and these memorials are still standing, which is a tribute to the material. And it's just, it's just rock, cement, and water. Pretty cool. Those are the simple ingredients. And what I like about it is it's so substantial. Can I just tell you how substantial faith, hope, and love are in the stabilizing of the life of a believer? So water, rock, and cement make concrete. And concrete conjures up what kind of thought? This permanence, this stability. This is something that I find so deep is in these chapters, Paul is writing to the church and he's saying, be hopeful, be full of faith, but walk in love. And he says that these three abide, faith, hope, and love. These three ingredients that the Romans in invented in the third century BC, 30 years before Jesus. And that Patsy and I personally discovered the Pantheon in Rome, and I, I, we did. I felt like I was like an adventurer with my cool wife willing to walk for so many hours and, you know, on these rough, hard streets. And it, it made for a great experience. And I stood there and walked around and looked at that building, and I peeked through their big, big oak doors. And another thing I really like about that place is that it used to be a temple to the gods, and then it switched and became a church. And it's still a church. Compared to that, I mean, the permanence of what's within is even greater than what's without. But hey, those Corinthian pillars, awesome. Made out of granite, amazing. That's the God stuff. But so is this uh, substance that God let the Romans figure out and that we now use. How many of you have ever worked with concrete? It's pretty cool. You know, actually, though, you are under construction and God's putting something so solid down on the inside of you Faith, hope, and love. And as it mixes together, it's going to create a beautiful house for the, the, the amazing things that uh, chapter 12 and chapter 14 articulate. Paul said, if we don't have love, we're nothing. We're just a, a clanging symbol. And, you know, we have all this stuff going on and we don't walk in love, then it's not a complete ingredient. Listen. I want to just trigger some thoughts in you. You're designed for longevity. You're designed for stability. You're designed for purposes and achievements that you can't even grasp yet. As individuals, as couples, as families, as a church, as a generation. And uh, just seeing that dome on the Pantheon, there's an opening on the top that actually lets light in. It's trippy. You ought to Google it, and not now, not right now, until after church. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. It says that the first word, faith, it's kind of like these ingredients. Let's look at it like what will make us more effective. It's a persuasion. It's our belief system. It's an assurance. You know, 
I vaguely believed in a God before I got saved, but when I was urged to repent and give my life to Jesus, I believed on him and in him and trusted him, opened my life to him, repented of my sins and asked him to forgive me, which I had assurance that he would because the Bible says so. And that was an instant aspect of something concrete. That strong building material began to compose in my life. The hopes I had were just wishful until I actually had, I set eyes on people who had been seized by the Lord and had been solidified with biblical hope. Hope, the, the word for faith is pistis, and it means persuasion, belief, and assurance. You've ever heard that song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine, oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Well, I have beliefs, I'm a believer. I believe in God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. And uh, we're to love one another and be fervent in our love for one another. Just love conquers. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is, uh, covers a multitude of sins. Love covers. It doesn't uncover. Love forgives. It's, it's so profound. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. We're to be fervent in our love for one another. It's, a grow, it's to be a growing thing. Proverbs 10, 12 says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Paul said, Ephesians 5, 2, walk in love. We're to walk in love. We're to walk in love through this life and not be bitter, not get bitter, but get better. And uh, Paul really puts this into practical conclusion. In Galatians 5, 6, it says, faith works through love. So love is that, and just like cement and rock and water make concrete, faith, hope, and love make for a very stable life, stable home life, a stable atmosphere. It stabilizes. Love never fails, never comes to an end. It bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. It's amazing. <laughs> it hopes all things. Goes back. It's, do you love the interplay between faith, hope, and love? Yeah. I've heard people say this. Well, hope is a good waiter. Faith is a good receiver. And I, I don't know. If, this sometimes gets mystifying to me. So even though I've been serving God for a long time, like many of you have, I still need to go back and go, now what? I need to refamiliarize and acquaint myself with this so I really understand it. Because uh, we get stumped, we can get tripped up on just assumptions, and we've got to go back and go, now, okay, let's go back to the basics. I remember uh, Vince Lombardi, famous coach from the, the uh, Green Bay Packers, he started you know, by holding up a football and saying to the guys, this is a football. Just stating, restating the obvious, but getting right back down to the essentials, the essentials, the simplicity and the purity of, of knowing Jesus. This is, this is interesting. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 says that the love of Christ controls us or constrains us. And uh, this is what happened to my heart when we got into the valley so many years ago and uh, I saw the flood ravage all these businesses. And I thought about the business owners that had worked so hard to build a business I thought about all the workers who had jobs and that represented all these families, and it, at that point, I think, represented about 5,000 jobs. Now it has even 15,000 or something like that. I don't know, but it was a big deal, and our neighborhood got trashed. 
And the Bible says to love your neighbor. And so I got burdened on this context. I started having the love of Christ control me and guide me before the levy even broke to prepare to tend to our neighbors. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard. Self-love usually gets displaced by self-loathing. And we've got to fend that off because the accuser of the brethren will really amplify that in our lives. And we've got to go back and go, hey, listen, man, God loves me and I love me and that's the way it's going to be. It sounds narcissistic and selfish, but it, and it could be, but it's not. It's just a preferred way to go when you keep pressing on and going up the tiers of life. And uh, we'll get there. We'll get to the other side. I remember how I got so burdened for, the, for our neighbors. And then we as a church responded and I'm looking at the horizon of where we are now, and I'm just thinking, we need to go back into these scriptures and covet earnestly spiritual gifts, look and analyze and not be ignorant of any spiritual gifts, pursue love, but desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but we need to pursue love because love is the thing that's going to keep it all legit. And if we have faith to move mountains, but we don't have love, we're nothing. If we have such generosity to give ourselves all our stuff to the poor, but we don't have love, it's just a waste. And if we have prophetic skill and yet we don't have love, we're just a clanging trash can lid. None of which we want to really have in our lives, right? Then we go right back to the anchoring faith, hope, and love. And it's awesome because like the Pantheon that had that dome made out of that concrete that the Romans figured out and got so jazzed about it, uh, we have something to be excited about right now. Come on, man. It's exciting. This is, we could do this thing. Because God is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's cheering us on with this thing. And he actually is calling us to be courageous about it and have confident expectation. You sow the seeds, you water the seeds, you go to bed at night, you say, God, I'm going to, some trust chariots and summon horses, but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord my God. It's anchoring, it's stabilizing. We can do this thing. I mean, you know, given the harshness of the world we're in and how fallen it is, it is really good to know that our faith works and God is faithful and we can trust him and pray the prayer of faith and it'll save the sick and we'll command mountains to be removed. We can trust God and, and, and release our faith and get results. I believe I receive. And it's an action word. It's a, it has corresponding action. Faith without works is dead, but faith with that corresponding action gets the job done. But of course, you can't have really good concrete without the three ingredients. You got to have water, you have to have rock, and you have to have cement. You can't have a good Christian life without faith, hope, and love. And for God to say through Paul, these three abide. These are the durable key elements. This is what's going to make you have a solid, effective, lasting, sustainable situation. Walking in love, walking by faith, maintaining your hope. Keep your hope alive. I'm not talking about overstimulation. I'm not talking about wishful thinking. I'm just talking about maintaining a confidence, a state of persuasion. I, I, I'll tell you what I think. The devil will antagonize in areas of uncertainty. The devil will antagonize in areas of uncertainty. I heard a story from a farmer that cattle... They act like they're dumb, just walking around going moo and chewing cud and all that. But he said they're smart. And he said they'll walk up and down a fence and they'll nudge on a fence until they find a weak spot. 
And they'll find a weak spot and they'll just push it and push it and push it until it falls over and they'll walk through it. And uh, the devil will try to antagonize you, pick at you in the areas of uncertainty. So we need to, here's what the farmers actually do. They, in fact, we had to do this too at our house. We had to, we'd have to redig the hole, take the pole out, put the, the fence post back in and pour, guess what, in it? Yeah, concrete. So that where, where we're weak, he's, let the weak say, I am strong. This is the beauty of redemption, is that we're, even where areas where we're weak, we lay that out before the Lord in, in an acknowledgement, in a humble heart, with a confidence that he could take something and turn it around. Gideon was a reluctant warrior who was hesitant, and God fanned the flames of his confidence and brought him out of that state of insecurity and into a place of boldness, Right? So faithful is he who calls you, he'll also bring it to pass. That's good stuff right there. Love, that agape love is a big deal. We've got to keep that the big deal because in, the Bible says when, as lawlessness increases, many people's love will grow cold. And there is a, you can see in societal, when things got depressed and bad, the decline, people uh, their affections and their, their interest in others waned. It got real selfish. You can see this alight on certain regions. And that's why you need to pray that God will send laborers into those fields. And I think that we must not underestimate the value and the power of faith-filled, hopeful, loving believers going in with the concrete, that that, the stabilizing that that produces, what it could bring in the marketplace, in a society, in a culture, and um, people may not acknowledge it, but I, I was watching Bill Moyers interviewing a, a scholarly uh, educator from Tufts University in Boston, and he was espousing atheism. But at one point he paused and he said, you know, really, uh, I have to acknowledge that Christians have done the lion's share of carrying the weight in society for, for thousands, 2,000 years. He said, what do you mean? said, well, they, they addressed child labor laws at such and such a time. They were the proponents that overturned slavery, were the abolitionists. It was the drive was from the church, and he, he named it off. So on one hand, he's saying, we need to get away from all of this and advance from all of this. But then on the other hand, he's conflicted because he's like, well, and he was honest. as a, He was being an honest academic, an honest historian. He wasn't revising it. He was saying, this is what it is, you know. And um, Paul is saying, you want to be a culture shaper and a history maker with longevity, then walk in love, walk in hope, walk in faith, keep going with it, keep your, keep your faith alive, stay in faith, don't get out of faith, trust God, stay enthusiastic about it, keep the switch of faith turned on, keep, keep walking in love. If, if you lapse out of the love walk, repent. Be quick to forgive and quick to ask forgiveness. That's a, that's a secret to a good marriage is be the first one to acknowledge your part of the thing. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll go a long way to bringing help in the situation. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to land with this. I want to just give you this last verse. It's in 1 Peter. And it's the why of what I'm talking about. 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse uh, 13 through 15. First Peter chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous 
for what is good. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? One scripture says, by your good works, you put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. It, it can stabilize, it can make the difference in a, in a country. It can make a difference in a society through a generation. I believe we're being set up to be, be uh, catalytic, to be stabilizing, to neutralize toxicity. Salt neutralizes acid. I feel the stinging acid of hate in the world like you do. And I know the only remedy is faith, hope, and love. So the whole subject of faith, it's not like a little titillating little thing we have possession of and we show off and we're powerful with it. It's like it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, Abraham stepped out. He, went, he stepped out in faith. And God blessed him for stepping out in faith. And it was like his move. And then God did so many wonderful things for him because he, he, he did it in faith and he did it in hope and he did it in love. And uh, there's such a great outcome if we'll discipline ourselves on this, you guys. And the devil will bombard you, I realize it. He'll get you, he'll get you callous, he'll get you dull. You, even right now, some of us is like, okay. And But the, the thing about it is we walk by faith and not by sight. 